Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And welcome to Denise Tagal. Hi, Denise. Hey, Jean. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Healthy Living Coach Denise is an international best-selling author of Healthy Living, Happy Life, and curator of Living Healthy List, and we're continuing our conversations on healthy living and the impact the outdoors plays. Today, we're going to be talking about fall wellness, as well as we move into the new season and maintaining healthy habits. Yes, new season, you know, every time, every season, like there's something new each season, right? And, you know, depending on where you live, um, you know, autumn is a beautiful time. It's actually beautiful right here in Minnesota right now. Um, Flesh, we have we've got another week of autumn before it turns to winter. <laughs> so this is really um, something that's really important because if we're not thinking about the seasons and you know what are our uh, what are the things that we want to do to keep ourselves healthy throughout each season, we can tend to become couch potatoes and you know our healthy um, habits that we have when the weather's great seem to fall by the wayside. So that's what I'd like to uh, talk about today. Specifically, the first thing I always, always, always love to talk about is eat real food. And with the autumn here, we have all sorts of different uh, foods that are growing. You can see them as I'm driving down the road. You can see all the pumpkins and all the things that are growing outside that are in abundance uh, in the fall. So I'm really excited to uh, talk to you about what's going on. Uh, outside that we can bring inside uh, to our uh, kitchens. <clears throat> and it's always, it is a transition because as you're depending upon, like you said, where you are in the country or where you are uh, north or south too, and what the seasons are like, uh, the growing seasons are like, but summer is typically the bountiful season. So many fresh foods. It's so easy to eat fresh food during the summertime. And then the transition happens. And when you're moving into fall, what's available also changes. So- What's available does change more the further north you go. Correct. Um, and, 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 you know, in California, you guys are always lucky in California because there, you know, there, there seems to be like the growing season, you know, it may be different foods, but the growing season is like continuous through the year. Continuous. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's and funny so for Maine and in Maine like Minnesota the uh the growing season is short and the non-growing season is long <laughs> but but what's available so changes and it's easy to it's easy to be well there aren't any more to fresh tomatoes so I'm just going to or whatever using those as excuses and it's it can be a little bit more challenging to have that eat real food thought process. It, it absolutely. And, and you said the, the one thing that drives me crazy in the winter is there are no good tomatoes. I don't even buy tomatoes in the winter time because the ones that are available don't have any flavor. Well, if they don't have any flavor, what's the point? You know, they're, you know, right. they've been picked um, pretty early. They have to ship them. If they're shipping them to Minnesota, they're in a truck. Unless that truck is heated, those things have been frozen. And so by the time you get them, they're mealy and they, they're just kind of kind of it. So there are definitely vegetables that you that are seasonal that you can still get, but I would recommend not. And, and the tomato is definitely one of them. Strawberries, that's another thing. They don't have any flavor. If they don't have any flavor, they have really have no nutrition. So those mm -hmm. foods that, you know, in the autumn that are in season, I mean, there's so many of them that are in season that we don't even think about. Um, things like, I mean, I, I have, it's so funny. I have a list here and they're all in alphabetical order. This is how my mind works. <laughs> um, OCD much? A little, just a little. Beets, Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli. You know, yeah, you can get them all year long, but they're absolutely abundant in, um, in the, the autumn. You know, cauliflower and cabbage. I just saw the most amazing cabbage um, recipe in the world. I was on Instagram and I don't spend a lot of time there, but I was looking for something in particular. And this cauliflower kind of steak pizza thing 
um, came up and I thought, oh my goodness, it looked better than anything I'd seen on Instagram food-wise in a long time. And it's a cabbage. You know, most people think, oh, you put it in a soup, you put it in a stew and then a cabbage kind of. There's so many ways, especially when you look at the internet nowadays, there are so many new ways to make food that, and even me who, uh, you know, I, I know my way around the kitchen. This was, this was a new one for me. So uh, I, that's- I'm going to have to be, be pretty transparent here and there's not a lot of space for cabbage and Russell Sprite in my house. <laughs> I'm like the only one though. Other people that I'm like, oh, I can't. Okay, so I've got a couple Sometimes of Sometimes cabbage. Sometimes squash. Cabbage. Okay, well, there. I was just going to go Beets. with, you know, with root veggies, um, mm-hmm. squash. Um, okay, kale is in abundance. And, and I'm going to say this, mm-hmm. be, and, and this is the healthy living lady, the healthy living liaison. If you do not like kale, don't eat it. You don't have to. There's so many great, delicious foods that are nutritious and that don't. And I'm kale. okay with the kale part. I can do kale, and kale in a smoothie is a great place to put kale. That to me is the best place to put kale. But the cabbage is not going in a smoothie. <laughs> oh no! But you know, we talk about you know the root veggies and the squash. This is such a perfect time to make soups and stews. Oh my gosh! Like you know, it's uh you know, it just just thinking about it warms me up. Um, mm. you know, what are your, some of your favorite go-tos when it comes to, so uh, this, autumn foods? This time of year, well, beets are always, beets are always on the top of the list, but, um, I like to take butternut squash and cube it and put it in some type of stew something. And I like to throw in, um, in, in the summertime, it didn't happen this year because my, um, tomato source wasn't available. But in mm-hmm. years past, I've taken, uh, I've that had a source of heirloom tomatoes that were not pretty enough to sell, but great for sauce or stewed tomatoes. So I'd make it and toss it in the freezer. And so then I have like a stewed tomato with basil with not a lot in it because then I can do whatever I want with it. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes a great base for something, uh, one pot thing that can have chunks of butternut squash in it which is just yummy and it's fun to put beans in there too and some other protein types that can go in there but it makes a great base for whatever however you want to season it sometimes I'll make it creamy and sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll I'll throw some really good quality Thai seasoning in there and give it some spice and Mm -hmm. a a different type of flavor so that's Mm kind of where I like to play around in this the fall you made a good point too when you said you know in the summer times you know towards the end of the summer and I think this is probably the last week here in Minnesota that we're going to get some good tomatoes at the farmer's market this is the perfect time to grab as many of those they don't look so good like you said mm-hmm. um you know sometimes heirloom tomatoes look really really funky they're the they best they're the best mm-hmm. and so this is a perfect time or the perfect time to get as many of them as you can cook them, stew them. I'm not a canner. So what I end up doing is like you, I end up cooking them and and, and freezing them in uh, mm-hmm. Ziploc freezer bags. I mm-hmm. write on it, you know, what it is and what it is, the date and how much, you know, cause how mm-hmm. are, you know, what the weight is, because I think sometimes people will do this. They'll put stuff in, in the freezer and go, Oh, and in the summertime they go, Oh shoot. What is this bag of <laughs> red stuff? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so definitely get a get a magic marker or a sharpie and red. <laughs> Tell what you put in the bags, everyone. It's a, it's very helpful. <laughs> the date's um, also good because this could have been from four years ago. I've and had we have a really deep freezer. I've found a couple of things from a few from a few winters ago. Yeah, those just went straight in the trash. Um. So you know, one of the other things too. You know, we mentioned smoothies before with the kale. Um. Smoothies are great because even even still, like there's a, a ton of fruit that are available in in the in the autumn. Apples, pears, persimmons, cranberries. They are really in abundance at this at this time. We have um, three apple trees in our yard. <laughs> um, they're natural. You know, we we don't spray them. Um, it's all organic. And so sometimes, well, no, always those apples look a little wonky. Um, apparently that's my word for the day, um, but they taste great. 
and they're awesome for applesauce, for um, apple, you know, like an apple crumb or uh, fillings. The same thing. Pears are um, pears are another thing. When you buy them in the store, more often than not, they're kind of hard. So if you can get them from uh, from, from somebody who grows them, you know, from the farmer that, uh, at the orchard, you're so much better off. But if you can't buy the big bag, because they're coming in big bags now, buy them, let them sit for a couple of days. So they, you know, they get soft um, because if they're hard, they, again, they, they don't really, they're too fibrous and they don't have a ton of flavor. So let them get soft, a, a little soft. And then um, when you bite into them, they just kind of, they're so juicy. They, uh, they just drip everywhere. <laughs> I saw a really great recipe the other day for a sandwich. So a sandwich, when I think about winter sandwiches, I think about grilled cheese because well, grilled cheese is a great everyday, but yes, but it, it does have that kind of winter feel, the warmness of the sandwich. But I saw this really great recipe and they had a, a very sharp cheddar cheese, but they sliced um, a tart apple very thinly and put it in the sandwich with the with the cheese. And if you wanna add um, some type of a protein in there and then grilled it and that tartness with the cheddar. And I thought was really a great way to incorporate another layer of goodness into a sandwich or more likely justify a good grilled cheese. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, the, the thing with, with food and I think in Ayurvedic, uh, cooking, they talk very much about the the different flavors. And I want to say there's seven flavors. There could be nine, but I think there's seven, you know, and it's, you know, it's the sweet and the sour and the tart and the pungent, um, uh, all of those flavors. And really a mixture of those is what actually keeps us satisfied because we have all of those, those flavors, like kind of satisfying, like our taste buds. And, you know, if our taste buds are happy, um, our tummies are happy. They were happy. <laughs> so it, it, this reminds me of a funny story. When my nephew was young, we were at a, a, bri a, a bridal shower. And one of the sandwiches, it was a, a croissant with, with some uh, brie and some uh, ham and uh, a piece of apple. And I remember the fa the face that he made because he'd never had anything like this before. He's like, why is there an apple on my, on my sandwich that goes next to it? And an apple in your croissant. He made such a big deal. Like there's an apple on my sandwich. What is going on here? Like it was something so unique to him. And it's funny, all these years later, when he makes the sandwich, he likes to add those pieces, you know, because at whatever he was seven, you know, he'd never experienced that before, you know, but at 25, um, he's, he's, he's exploring more and remembering how the flavors, um, and again, you know, winter flavors are different than summer flavors. They're warmer, they're more round, they're more comforting. Um, you know, I think, you know, with obviously with, with apples and apple pie and apple spices, um, not, I'm not, the, I'm not the pumpkin spice person. That, that's not my favorite, but again, still very warm and, um, comforting kind of like, comforting. Comfort food. you know, um, it's kind of like pre comfort food, you know, this is autumn comfort food. There's definitely winter comfort food. And we'll talk about that another time. Um, but I did want to mention, uh, again, cranberries mm. and why, because most of us think, oh, you make a cranberry sauce, you know, you have it with your turkey and that's it. Um, you can do so many different things with cranberries. Yes, they are tart. Uh, so you do need to doctor them up a little bit, um, but there's lots of great ways to do that. But cranberries are heart healthy. This is really, really important. It's one of those things that we never think about, um, you know, fresh cranberry juice, without all the sugar, added sugar, but fresh cranberry juice is a great um, addition to a healthy uh, diet, specifically for people who are concerned with their heart health. Uh, and of course, mm. for women um, who may suffer from UTIs, cranberry juice, cranberries is so helpful for that. I mean, it's one of the things they always tell you, you know, if you have a UTI, you know, get your cranberry juice, make sure you're drinking plenty of water, uh, all of that. And of course, with all of these, you know, we're looking at um, all of the different um, minerals and vitamins that all of these 
um, these veggies, these autumn veggies and fruits provide, mm -hmm. which are a little different from some of the ones that the summer fruits and veggies provide. So this is how you, this is how we get that good mix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And it, and it is, it is a transition. And so part of the transition too is that not only do we have to pay attention to what we're, our healthy eating habits, but also what we're doing through the transition and how we do things. This has always been, especially when we move into the winter months, um, in California, there's no dormancy, really. Well, there is a little, but not as, it, as there is in Minnesota and Maine. And you can feel that the fall, it's easy to get lazy. Absolutely. And a little complacent. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in another segment, but this is so true because, um, you know, the, the daylight length of daylight is shortening. So this is one of my tricks for making sure that we're getting all of the nutrition and preparing our food is to make sure that we're getting up early. Yes, I know it's, it's dark at six o'clock when I wake mm -hmm. up, um, but it's also dark by five o'clock. So, you know, if you want to have maximum um, sun exposure, you do need to be up earlier. So, you know, you have the energy, you know, the sun is invigorating and, you know, in the morning, that's when you can start preparing, you know, prepare, you know, the smoothies, um, you know, prepare whatever meal it is. You know, a lot of times people just will make one meal at a time. When I was making my breakfast this morning, I was making my husband's lunch as well. You're already doing something. So, you know, right. it, it's, it's also a time management um, thing too. And then, you know, by four or five o'clock when the sun starts to go down and, you know, your energy level starts to drop, you've already done, you've already prepared for, you know, for your meal. You get out of that. I don't really feel like it. And when you say, I don't really feel like it, your choices are mirror that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, and it, part of it is really planning. When we were talking about in the previous segment, everybody should check out the three Ps. And, and the planning and the preparedness is, comes into play. It's really important when you're stepping into the change of seasons in the fall and then even into the wintertime too. And it take, yes, it takes a little bit of effort to think, well, what am I going to have for dinner on Thursday? And today's only Tuesday. But if you have a plan or you have a thought or when you're going to the store, you're buying things that can be, well, this can go for these three types of meals. And then and then you're doing meal prep and getting ready. OK, I'm going to prep this for today. But while I'm doing this, just to your point, let's just do a little prep for tomorrow as well. And and so that when it does become dark and gloomy at 430, darker than a pocket, um, you know that you don't have to worry about it and you can make better totally. choices. And that's really what it is all about. It's, you know, each season making sure that we're making those healthy choices. So, you know, when the summer comes, we're not going, oh, I got to start from scratch again. You know, I've got to lose 20 pounds that I gained all winter long. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and um, especially as women age, like we kind of get into that hat that you know, we can get fall into those negative habits. And it's harder in the summer, in the spring, in the summer mm -hmm. to shed that extra weight that we may have gained um, through the winter because we've made, we haven't made good choices. And we, and like you said, we haven't planned for it. Uh, and I think that's really what, um, what we want people to think of as they're, you know, as we're closing out this segment is there are so many amazing um in season fruits and vegetables, buy them in bulk, um, you know, look through your recipes, you know, and if you're going to cook one day, don't cook one thing, cook four things. You can put mm -hmm. it in the freezer. And so, like we, sorry, interrupt you. Don't forget to write, write on it, <laughs> write it on it and the date. But so leaving, what, what would you like to leave people with? What is, what is one of your favorite or a couple of your favorite sources of I don't know what the heck to make for dinner tonight. I need a recipe. Well, the, <laughs> my favorite go-to, I have to admit, um, has been uh, Pinterest. I have a whole library full of uh, cookbooks, but every now and then I just want to see like what's new. 
And so I will go onto Pinterest, like say I have, um, you know, I've got root veggies upstairs. I've got carrots and parsnips and I have some squash. Like, what am I going to do with this? I've got an overabundance of them. And I'll just type in, you know, um, quick recipes for root veggies. And you get a ton of them. And, and, and a lot of them do actually pop over to, you know, well, are on Pinterest anyway. So if you just pop in uh, and even just on your regular Google um, browser, pop, pop in what your what the ingredients are, uh, you'll find a ton of recipes. And most of them are pretty simple. I always want to tell That's people idea. simple is best. You know, you don't want to deal with recipes that have really more than seven ingredients. It just gets too complicated. And then you're worried, do I have this? I don't have this. So check out Pinterest, find out what you have, enjoy all of the delicious um, veggies that are in season. And honestly, you can prepare for the next, you can make enough for the next four weeks in one day. Wow. Fantastic. Thanks, Denise. I love talking about food with you. I love talking about food. (laughs) Always great to chat, Jean. Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Stiegel. I am the Healthy Lifestyle Coach or the Healthy Living Liaison uh, and curator curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. We had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and this is Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And Denise is here continuing our conversation on healthy living and the impact the outdoors does play. And we're talking about new season, healthy habits, stepping into fall and fall wellness. Our first our first conversation was around eat real food. And now we're going to be talking about movement. Yes, this is such a great time of year um, for, for outdoor activities. Um, my husband and I are runners. Well, he's really the runner. I'm kind of more the little girl that chases after him. <laughs> and <laughs> this is the best time you get of credit year. for that. You get a lot get of credit, credit for that, that, right? I'm still doing yeah, it. Totally. I'm, I'm doing it. Not really yeah. fast, and that's I'm and I'm okay. Doesn't with matter. That. He does. He actually teases me. He's like my little my little sister back here. <laughs> but you know, in the summertime, well, that would be weird. So that would be weird. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that would definitely be weird. Um, Sorry. <laughs> different topic. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Um, but you know, we, we try to run in the summertime and we do, we get out there, you know, either, you know, later in the, in the evening or, um, or, uh, earlier in the morning, I actually prefer earlier, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, cause when it's hot, you don't want to be out when it's hot. So the fall, this is just perfect time because you can get out. You're not sweating too much. Um, it's not uncomfortable. You're not worried, you know, that you're going to be dehydrated. Um, and it's just, it's just so much more pleasant. You know, it's, there's, it's when you're out, when we're out on the trail, you know, the leaves are, uh, the leaves are starting to turn. Um, and there, we have interesting trees here. We have, we have a lot of trees that don't turn at all. And then the leaves just fall. And then there's like all of these like sprinkles of like, there's an orange tree or a red tree. And in the summertime, when you're hot and it's, it's kind of drudging, drudging through a run, you don't notice things in the fall. I notice like it's, it's so much easier to run straight up and looking at what's around. Uh, So it smells different. It does. It absolutely does. As of late, it smells like harvest they're harvesting, um, you know, so, and that's, that's, uh, another added, um, 
I think layer to being outside uh, this time of year is, you know, if, I mean, I'm from I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Long Island originally, and living in Minnesota for the t past almost 21 years, it's really interesting. Like the seasons here, obviously, are different because I'm further north. But the things that they do here are so different. With you know, with the farming and you know, and and harvesting, and I can never figure out like when are they going to harvest. It seems kind of late, but um, th th there's there's a I guess there's an art to it. Um, but like you said, there's also, you know, there is a different smell to autumn uh, than there is summer. And um, when, you know, we go outside, you know, and we use our, our senses. And that's really, to me, that's, that's why nature in, enriches our lives. It's, it's, we use all of our senses, you know, that we, we look at things differently. We smell things. We can hear the birds, we can hear the tractor in the background, <laughs> all of those things. And Ray, you do have to be in a little bit different mindset in the fall as the as the weather changes and the temperature drops a little bit. In the summertime, yes, it's hot. It's easy to know. I just need shorts, pair of sneakers, and a tank, you know, some sort of a, a, a easy breathing shirt, right? Mm -hmm. To to be okay, to be out there and be comfortable. But but as as the temperatures start to change, there's a ton of excuses that can come up with why you don't need to do it. I'll just yes. do it tomorrow. And mm -hmm. and that for me, as the temperatures start to drop, I have to know that if it's gonna be around this temperature, here's what I'm gonna wear. If it's gonna be around this temperature, here's what I'm gonna wear. It sounds kind of goofy, but it took the, it took an excuse out. So now I don't go, well, I'm not sure. Oh, it's, 50 out. I'm going to do this. It's 35 out. I'm going to do this. I kind of dress for 20 degrees warmer than it is and be bold, start cold. <laughs> Absolutely. But, and one of the first I, thing, I want to make a comment on the first thing you said, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow mm -hmm. never comes because each day there's a, it's, oh, tomorrow. There's so today, so it never actually happens. And you make a really good point when it comes to uh, what you're going to wear. But this is where a little bit of planning comes in like we, we always seem to it's go back three to the, the three coming back, the three coming back to we us. always come back to the three please plan prioritize and prepare um and the planning piece is like you said you kind of have to plan what you're going to wear but even before you can do that you have to look to see what the weather is going to do you know we have these things you know these things here you know there's a weather app and it'll tell you it will even tell you like each hour what the weather is going to do, what the temperature is going to do. Is it going to rain? Um, we discovered one of the um, the apps, AccuWeather app, uh, a bunch of years ago when we were in uh, we were in Dallas. We were at the zoo, and all of a sudden the sky opened up and the it just poured. And we were lucky. Luckily, we we were under a, an awning and kind of looking like you know, do we run for it? What do we do? So we found this, the AccuWeather app, and it basically said, oh, rain stopping in 12 minutes. So we were able to sit for 12 minutes and then actually enjoy the rest of the day without getting, we didn't, we never got soaked. So there, there's kind of that, that first thing we need to do is that plan piece and, and, and actually know what the weather's going to do. And not just for today, really have an idea what's going to happen um, throughout the week. And then you can kind of look and say, okay, well, it's going to be 30, it's going to be 30 degrees and snowing next Saturday. So <laughs> let's not do next Saturday. So you can kind of backtrack and say, okay, what are the days where, you know, the weather's going to be um, nice enough where it's not raining, where I can get out for a walk or for a bike ride or whatever it may be. And then, as you said, you know, knowing what to, what to wear for those, um, those outdoor activities is, is really crucial because if you go out there and yes, if you're going for a run, I, I agree with you, you know, be bold, start cold. Um, how many times we've been at a marathon where it's, it's cold at the start and at about, you know, a mile, two miles in three miles in, like everybody's like, like stripped off layers of clothes <laughs> that end up at Goodwill. Um, exactly. So yes, what you're going to wear is a big part of this. And when I like to, what I like to do myself personally 
I like to actually put things on my calendar when I'm going to do them. Um, so if it's a morning, if it's a morning run, it goes on my calendar, or sorry, a morning workout, it goes on my calendar. If it's an afternoon run, and of course, the weather or the, the, the light here is, is changing. So really, if we don't go out by four, it's, it's late, it's starting to get late, because it'll get dark. Mm -hmm. So that's really where that, that plan comes in. Um, and, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm, we're talking, you know, getting out there and going for a run or a bike ride, but we can still stay active and stay home mm. by raking our leaves, you know, walking our, you know, walking around your property, like doing all the little things that need to get done um, to winterize your home. That mm. counts. You know, I don't Those even, you count. never think about that, but it is really true that there are other ways other than formal exercise to keep your body moving. Mm -hmm. Yes, this, this coming weekend, well, I guess it's this weekend, um, we're going to be, um, we're, we're planting tulips. We were in uh, Amsterdam in April and we bought tulips and they just showed up, the bulbs just showed up. Uh, so we have uh, something like 150 uh, tulip bulbs to plant. Uh, and this is a perfect opportunity. You know, we looked at the weather and Saturday is going to be 60 degrees. Perfect mm -hmm. day to do it. It's the only day that it's going to be that warm, uh, probably until May, May of next year. <laughs> um, so, you know, so again, this is really where that planning piece comes in is, you know, you really have to look at what is it that you want to do? When, when can you get it done? Put it on the calendar and nothing has to be set in stone, you know, put it in pencil. <laughs> and, you know, I think the magic marker, <laughs> a lot of people and, and listeners can tell us too, what they're thinking about this. But for, for me sometimes is, oh man, I should have, if I had just, you know, it's three or four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, I really should have done this earlier or I, those should haves they build up and it gets discouraging and it feels like well maybe I'm not going to do anything today and then you get in a get in a slump mm -hmm. absolutely and you're right no one the, the word should we we need to remove that from our vocabulary it's such, such a negative word even when you say it it's just oh, it's a heavy word so if you haven't gotten around to moving or doing something and it's 3 34 o'clock. Why does it have to be a big something? You can still go out for a 10 minute walk, walk around the block. Um, I think we get the, into our mind, like everything has to be exercise and it doesn't, you know, just moving and just being out in nature changes our whole mindset. Um, and it changes the way we feel about ourselves. It can help us get rid of those shoulds because sure, maybe there's no time for 30 minutes, but there's plenty of time for a 10 minute walk. You got out, you did something. So it's not as big as you had originally planned, but you still did it. And so you'll feel you, better you afterwards. That off. So <laughs> what do you think about, what do you think about making, making a list of activities that you could do? So kind of like a brainstorm. And so, and, and have that list on the fridge or have that list someplace that that you can see it the night before and so that you're not going gee what should I do today you're thinking oh let me look at my list of some things I thought of last week that might actually be a good time what do you think of making a list for things like that absolutely I I, I love lists um it, it just it's just kind of how my mind works the nice thing about when you write a list too is it's out of your mind like you don't mm. have to think about what were those things that I thought I was going to do? Hmm. Oh, it's right here. Um, like I said before, raking the leaves, um, you know, uh, I have to chop down, you know, kind of uh, winterize some of the plants, you know, that, that might take, you know, that may take a half an hour, but I may only have 10 minutes again. So I start somewhere. Um, putting, uh, winterizing your, your deck or your patio. What needs to get put away? What needs to get covered? Again, you're moving, you're outside. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't always have to be about exercise. Um, the, there is, um, when it comes to burning calories, the more you're moving, 
it doesn't matter whether, whether you're exercising or not. If you're moving, you're burning calories. Um, and when we burn calories, um, we feel good about ourselves. You think about when you're sitting on the couch, like I feel like a lump on a log, um, or just walking around the house, you know, the, just those, just those two, you know, the difference is there. And then take that walk outside of the house and it just, it, it increases your endorphins um, and just makes, to me, it makes life worth living, you know, is being outside and, and feeling nature and being part of, um, really being part of the world. And I challenge people when you do that is to take out the earbuds, turn off the music and listen to what's going on out there. It always amazes me that people that, that I see on walking or hiking and they're, they're, first of all, they're not using earbuds and they're just playing their loud music so everybody else gets to share. So please don't do that at all. (laughs) And so there's a small pet peeve I had to get out there, Uh, but turn it all off, listen, and, and just take in every bit. So you talk about, you, you know, your five senses and you can smell the outdoors, you can you can feel the outdoors, but we, sometimes we forget to listen and absorb. I, and I think that, that when we're not listening, we're, we're listening to music or whatever it, you know, we're listening to in our earbuds or earpods, we're in our head. We're not mm-hmm. in our body. So we're not experiencing any of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're walking or we're moving, you know, so we're doing that. That's good for our body, but we're not actually experiencing it. And that's really the whole point of this is to experience, use those five senses um, and be really be part of what you're doing. You know, not mm-hmm. just, you know, I think when you're, when people are listening to, to music on, on a walk or a hike um, is there, they're, they're kind of a bystander. You know, it, in, in, in whatever they're doing, they're, they're, they're kind of a bystander because they're not really getting the full experience. So let's turn this movement segment into the three P's. Three P's. Okay. So we want to plan. Um, what about planning a trip to go see some, do some leaf peeping? Weather's nice. Um, you know, you know that you've, you've looked, you've planned, you've looked at the weather. You know what it's going to do this week. You know, there's going to be a nice day, a day that you're off, maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday, or sometimes in, on a Monday. Um, plan to go someplace different. Go leaf peeping. Go for a walk in nature in a completely different place. So that's something that you that you need to plan. You can't just wake up and go, well, I think I'm going to go drive three hours and, and do something. So plan that. Look at the weather. Um, talk to, to Talk to the people that you're with. You know, mm-hmm. what do you want to do? That's really important because sometimes you kind of go, oh, you know, I'd really kind of like to do something, whatever something is. And when you talk to um, your spouse, your um, that BFF, whoever it is that that you're spending the time with, all of a sudden things are that much more enjoyable. So back lunch. lunch, there you go. The prioritizing is, you know, like we had our list uh, uh, that we just talked about, you know, the um, raking the leaves and putting all those things uh, and even and even going for a walk in nature. All of those things we kind of need to prioritize based on how much time we have, what the weather is going to do and when. And so you do need to kind of prioritize this list. One of the the biggest um, struggles that um, my my one friend has with her husband is he he's going to mow the lawn on Saturday. He's free the rest of the week. He could do it, but nope, he's going to do it on Saturday. And don't you know, Saturday, it's going to rain. And so it doesn't get done. And mm-hmm. so that's really where, you know, planning and prioritizing have to um, uh, have to come in first and foremost. And then, of course, you have to be prepared. What are you going to wear? You know, is it going to be when you start your walk or your hike? Um, what's the weather going to be? Are you going um, up, a, you know, high in a mountain, are you going to need different layers? Um, same thing if you're just raking leaves, you know, it may be 50 degrees when you go out, but once you start working, you're going to get hot and you're going to take off a few layers. So um, that again is the the preparation. And then of course, if you're going to do any of these things, you have to make sure you have delicious, nutritious foods in season to nourish your body when you're done. Exactly. Thanks, Denise. Fun conversation. Thanks, Jean.
my name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And Denise and I are continuing our conversation. Hey, Denise. Hey, hey, how you doing? All right. We're continuing our conversation on the new season in healthy habits and fall wellness. And so we've talked about eating real food. And we've talked about movement. And if you've missed both of those segments, go back and check them out. There's some great tidbits in there. And so now we're going to talk about, this is the one that I, I've always had the hardest time with. And it's mindset and time change. Because we're coming up to a time change in two weeks, something like that, November yep. 4th or whatever that Saturday is. Yep. And if you're in the northern, northern zones, it's going to be darker than a pocket at 4 o'clock. Yep. And so you're going to wake up and it's going to be dark and you're going to get home from work and it's going to be dark. Mm -hmm. So how do we get our mindset around that? Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, daylight savings time, um, really, there's only a small percentage of the world that actually does daylight savings time. Um, the rest of the world, they just, you know, it's the time just kind of goes. But at this stage in life here, we, we're dealing with daylight savings time. Hasn't been changed yet. I know there's been a lot of talk around it. Cross your fingers. Arizona mm -hmm. doesn't change their time. Right. Which always screws me up when I'm trying to call somebody there and, and their time. My daughter's in Arizona, is... right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's always goofy. Um, so hopefully, you know, we will get to that point where where they we won't have to deal with this in the future. But this year we're, we have to do, we have to do it again. So we really do need to get our minds around this. The worst thing is to wake up on, you know, that Monday morning at, you know, daylight savings time when, um, you know, um, when you fall, you know, fall back, spring forward, fall back. So we lose that hour. Um, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Monday and you get to work and huh, where is everybody? Yeah. You're there a little you're there early. Um, and, and, and that just kind of messes that, that, that actually makes that I did that one. So that's why I'm, I, I can talk about this <laughs> I did that once when I was working in Philadelphia. Experience talking. What? Train. Like it's holiday that I missed. You know, I get to work and the, the door's locked. I'm like, what's going on? Look at the clock on uh, inside the building. Oh, luckily now we do have watches. You can't see my watch. You, we, there we go. Ooh, there we go. You, we do have watches that automatically change. That's great, but that's not mindset. How do right. we start to prepare for that today so that in the next few weeks, when it actually changes, um, we're okay with it? So mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys are going to love this one, guys. We're going to start with a little plan. Love the plan. Uh, there we go back with the three Ps, right? Honestly, it's all about prep work, um, kind of like, you know, prepping in the kitchen, but instead you're going to be prepping in your bedroom. What we're going to do starting today. Okay. Starting today, I want you to start to go to bed just a few minutes early, you know, a little bit each night. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be drastic, but just a little bit. And so you've got to start to get used to uh, it being, you know, going to bed when at whatever the time. So say if you go to bed, usually at 11, you start to go to bed at um, 10.50, 10.45, just a little bit, uh, a few, you know, a little bit each day. And so when daylight savings time comes, you know, you're already kind of, um, your body is already um, accepting to that Adjusted. time of change. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Adjusted. I don't know why that word was not coming to my brain. Um, because it's amazing how that one hour can make you feel blah for that day. It, it, it is amazing that that can make some, such a difference. It is a shock to our system. Um, and there's been so much research on daylight savings time. I actually wrote a blog post about it last year. Um, I think it was and I'll make sure I'll, I'll send it to you so so we can add it in the mm. show notes and it talks a little bit more about some of the scientific um, challenges like um, daylight savings time they find that people have um, more heart challenges within the mm. two weeks um, after um, 
both, you know, both times of the year when we do daylight savings time, um, whether fall or spring, um, there are more, there's more depression. I think that may have something to do with, you know, just the time of year and the amount of darkness. Mm -hmm. And so it physically, it absolutely affects our body. If it's affecting our body physically, we know it's affecting us mentally. And so by talking about it today and starting to uh, plan for it, um, when it comes, we're not going to be shocked. Our body will be um, adjusted to a degree. Um, it does, for some people, it doesn't affect them so much. Um, other people, it could take a week or two to really get used to that, um, that time change. So this is why it's so important to start now. So what do we want to do? One, um, I think one of the challenges that people have are, you know, like you already mentioned, you go to work in the dark and you come home in the dark and how important it is to at lunchtime, even if it's the weather's not great, even if it's rainy to find yourself outdoors somehow. Mm-hmm. not still st- sitting under the fluorescent lights in your work building. Or Absolutely. if you're working from home inside, mm-hmm. you haven't changed your environment at all. And mm-hmm. so now you're getting up in the dark, you're going to your office in your house, and then you're coming out in the dark and you're stressed about making dinner. So talk, go listen to the eat our other two segments talking about that and the planning that goes around it, but getting yourself outside sometime, even if the weather is cold, rainy, blah, it's important. One of the best times to to actually be outside, even if it's, again, for 10 minutes, is as the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. It wakes us up, you know, like we do, you know, kind of the, the, the roosters start, you know, you know, growing at the, uh, when, at, when the sun comes up. You know, that's when when activity starts to move, the birds are moving, the animals are moving, uh, even in the winter, you know, the fall and the winter, the animals are moving as the sun comes up. And it absolutely can make or break the way you feel all day long. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as soon as sunrise, step outside, put that big heavy coat on if you have to put on your snow boots. Um, <laughs> I say snow boots because it's supposed to snow here next week. Um and just stand outside, look at the sun, look towards the sun, watch it rise. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that's not that's not possible if you're working, if you're going into work, but you can do it on a weekend. You can do it on those days that you don't have to be in work. Mm-hmm. And like you said, at lunchtime, coffee break, whatever break, get outside. Be or if 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 outside is not possible, which we can all make it possible. Be by a window where that light, you can see that light. Mm-hmm. I can see the light. <laughs> it's important. The light. And then, and, or um, there are special lights that are made for this too. Because SAD is a great. real thing. It absolutely is. Um, and for those of us who live, um, you know, in the Northern uh, area of the country, absolutely. Um, we bought one, uh, one of those lights, the, the, oh gosh, maybe 15 years ago, um, because absolutely my husband deals with um, uh, seasonal uh, affective disorder. Affective disorder. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say it wrong all the time. And it's amazing how just having that light, um, I have a, a ring light in front of me um, and because my office is downstairs. And if I don't have that light on in the fall and the winter, I can feel to me, I could feel like I need to take a nap all day long. Mm -hmm. And so light is so, so important. Another thing, um, when it comes to daylight savings, winter, autumn, whatever, you know, this change of season, absolutely. It's important for you to schedule your exercise because it's too easy to say, "Eh, I don't feel like it. Eh, It's cold. Eh, It's dark out. I'll do it tomorrow. There's a tomorrow word again. Right. Um, one of the other things I think is really important when it comes to exercise is to do something different. Like don't mm-hmm. do the same thing in the fall and the autumn that you might do in the summer. Try something new because how, you know, once we start to get into a routine, that's great. But then when that routine becomes a rut, that's really when um, exercise uh, in the, in the colder months uh, kind of goes out the, out the window. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. It's true. And, you know, as we've talked through the fall wellness in the, the areas that we've talked through, eating real food and staying busy and movement, and now talking about the mindset, I think that the mindset is the one piece that's going to drive the other two, the other two areas that we've talked about. And what I would suggest people is as you're listening or you're feeling really discouraged about this, reach out to Denise and as a, as a healthy living coach, she's really great, great for this and be a super resource to help you find the areas that maybe you're not recognizing in your own calendars and, and schedules. And we hope that this, this fall wellness segment has been helpful for people. And if you have any questions, reach out. And Denise is a wealth of resources. Thank you so much, Jean. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.